Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Schools, at least in my neck of the woods, are starting to get back in session. That means it's time for back to school time and reminiscing and thinking about all the things that we've forgotten over the summer and looking at old yearbooks or old programs from things from the past. I dropped upon this insert. He's number 56 on your program, but Patrick, where does Mike McKenna place in your heart? Mike McKenna places number one in my heart. Mike McKenna is an instant, almost an instant free square in Puck Doku. And you know what? I follow him on Twitter and he knows that. <laughs> and he <laughs> loves it. He revels in yes. it. He adores it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's living his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, between he and um, between he, Alex Ald, um, Ooh. Tom Barrasso moved around a lot more than people remember, as did Brian Boucher. Mm-hmm. Between those four, you can generally get uh, a, a couple, if not more, squares on a normal Pukduku game. The uh, the other favorites in my arsenal are Ron Lowe, because um, he has a colored history, as well as the infamous Jim Craig. Did he bounce around that much? No, he only went through three teams, but those three teams give you um, give you five teams in total because he played for the Atlanta Flames, which became the Calgary Flames, Mm -hmm. and then he played for the Minnesota North Stars, which became the Dallas Stars, and then he played for the Boston Bruins, which it's just Boston. So you get five teams out of out of him because of those old. Um, transient NHL teams, kind of like the Colorado Rockies. You can replace any of the old Rockies players with the Devils. Hence, Ron Lowe. See? Mm-hmm. Remembering some early, and I do mean early, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim is is key. Oh God, yeah! If you can, that's if you that's my those. strategy. Yeah. I'm struggle with the Blue Jackets, but early days Mighty Ducks, where I mean Matt Cullen is a he's like a free space, playing with as many teams as he did. And I'll be honest, I've been trying to avoid the backup goalies or the career goaltender. Just because I feel like I'm stepping on your turf. Yeah, nobody's stepping on my turf. I don't care. I mean, again, you know, another guy who's a free square is the old Tuggy, Ron Tugnut. Because you got Quebec, which is Colorado. Edmonton, Anaheim, Montreal, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Columbus. 
and there's one more I'm forgetting. Crap. Anyway, um, but New Jersey? I always no. So New Jersey, that's when I always go to Johan Hedberg. Oh yeah, he's he's another fantastic one for like free squares. And the amount of players, I mean, he fits into the category that you forget were actual Atlanta Thrashers. Yep. Yep. Oh, those last few years of the team. I mean, you had your big names. You had your trade candidates. You had your um, goal. See, with, with me, it's the the whole goaltender thing. I don't know if we talked about this before. It sort of lands on two things. One is the guys that were supposed to be the guy, like the Trevor kids and the Steve Shields. They were supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know, the next big thing and the next thing. And the next thing you know, they are bouncing around like the Super Bowl and Men in Black. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so and they become sort of that career backup. And the other thing is um, you're just so thrown aback when you hear the backup goaltenders starting a particular game. You just expect, you know, oh, it's Martin Brodeur's night tonight. Wait, wait, Scott Clemens it? <laughs> Keith Kincaid? What? Kevin Weeks is starting. Um, so you just sort of remember those. And it all, and it all, and I know I've said this before, but it really does all go back to those that massive explosion in the hockey card market when you'd, you'd get a pack and, you know, like you'd just be loads of commons in there and they're all like backup goaltenders. And then you'd get the, you'd, they'd start the next season and you'd get like, well, I've got five more of, of Ron Tugnut. Oh, now he, except now he's in Ottawa, you know. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up sports cards. I was at the store picking up groceries with my kid, and he happens to, he had a gift card for his birthday. He bought a pack today. Zero goaltenders. Hmm. I was kind of surprised by that. They are Plenty ruining my bit. <laughs> but it should make you happy to know that there was a Brant Clark rookie card that I told him to immediately put in plastic. Okay. We call him Bunt Cake. So you're I, saying I, I should... I... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, I can't tell an 11-year-old that. Then he's going to ruin it for me. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying that I should go down to my stuff in the basement of the, the storage unit that I just recently emptied out and go through all my 1990s hockey cars that I have down there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how many... You, you need to remember how many teams Steve Conowalchuk actually played for as of 1997. Uh, the South Thunderbirds? No way. <laughs> as of 1997, it was three. Washington, Colorado. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Patrick? You're going to be disappointed to hear this. Is it just the two? It's just the two. Ah, mm. damn it. I couldn't remember if he retired in Colorado or not. He did. He did. He came back after the lost season, played 21 games, and then called it at age 33. God, I loved him in Where Washington. Where is he coaching now? 
he is an assistant. Where the hell is he? He's an assistant somewhere in the central, I think. Hmm. It's not Columbus. Oh, well, according to the internet, which is always correct and never wrong. It's in black and white, so it has to be true. Or did he go back to the A? He He's in the dub. He, is, he went back to the dub? He's head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. Oh, I think I knew that. That was like this summer, wasn't it? Because he, t- he took over for Brett Stutter. Red Deer. And oh. then, oh no, and then la- he, this upcoming season, he's going back to the pro ranks and he's going to coach, assistant coach for the Colorado Eagles. Mm. Oh, right, right, right. I thought I'd heard something about him this year and I'm like, wait. What did I read this summer? It's all a blur because it was like so long ago. <laughs> it's been a quiet summer. I forgot he did a stint back in the WHL. Hmm. Hmm. But now he's now he's down in the in the ah. Good on him. I always liked Kano. And it seems like more and more. High-profile names, at least to fans like us, are are becoming AHL assistants. And like this, I don't know what this is, but I kind of like it that I know some names. They're they're doing the smart thing instead of like the expectation that they're going to go into the front office of an NHL club and become something. They're doing the smart thing and go trying to work their way up. Maybe it's because they've had some really bad coaches in their careers <laughs> that didn't do that. I don't know. It's but, it's like the Danny Briere model, right? Because he kind of went, he, he stripped it all the way back to the metal, so to speak. And sure, yeah, and sure it was a little accelerated, but. Uh, to a certain extent, but when there's a regime change and you've been putting in the time and the hours and. Doing a good job. You know, most people on the inside can probably tell you what the issues are. He was just close enough. And I'm wondering how many of them are doing that because at the AHL level, you generally have multiple responsibilities in an individual position, even at the coaching ranks. Mm -hmm. Like I think some of I think some of them are in charge of like logistics as well. Sure, because I mean, how many benches have three full-time coaches on them? Well, it's not just that. It's if so if they've got three coaches, how many people do they have in the front office? You know, who's yeah, doing because, travel? Because usually for the big club, it's maybe someone in PR, someone in the media department. You have a dedicated assistant who's often going with the team, so it just makes sense that you handle a bit of that yourself. Well, it's, I mean, they only have so much money to go around to hire people, right? And so they're going to start giving people more work because they don't want to hire, well, you know, we all know this. <laughs> they don't want to hire more people, so they're just giving existing people more work. And then that just kind of becomes a job for the next guy who comes in kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I go back to that Danbury Thrasher documentary right where 
one of the people was like, I'm, I'm lead ticket sales as well as trainer as well. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've got five roles to fill. But I mean, it's also just like, in my opinion, it would make more sense if you are interested in a career as a hockey coach to understand how it all like goes from top to bottom from minors to, to majors. And, and there are some people who just, that's what they would prefer anyway, as a minors as, as a development league, right. Trying to help guys get to the NHL might be more satisfying for people rather than just going to the NHL or starting in the NHL as a coach. And, you know, you've already hit, you've already, you've already maxed out, right? <laughs> There's nowhere to go. <laughs> That's as good as you get. But, um, you know, it, it, I guess it depends on too, I think the organization where, um, they may not want to, or they may not have a place for somebody. So they just, because there's only so many jobs in, in hockey, right? Guys got to start somewhere. And if all the jobs at the time that they're looking are filled in the NHL, then their only options are really going to be the AHL, WHL, juniors, college, you know, things below that. So it comes down to where are they with their ego? <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, where are they with their id? <laughs> I'm sorry. I last week I was playing a Trivial Pursuit game, and there was a id ego super ego question. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that should be a pre-draft question. How, how's your id? How's your id? Just to see. Who has taken like an AP psychology class if they're a US born player? <laughs> or or they're into classical studies. <laughs> Good old Greeks. It's all Greek to me. <sighs> Good on Mike McKenna. <laughs> dude loves uh, dude loved his life loves his life. It's, you know. He honestly really doesn't need to buy pieces of art just based on the number of NHL franchises and therefore the number of NHL masks, painted masks that he should have in his collection. Each one has a story. His wall he must be it. incredible. Yeah, he... It, it, Man, when I first looked at a, a Puck Doku board, I was like, yep, here we go. Mike McKenna, Alex Ald, <laughs> Sean Burke, Tom Barrasso, Free Squares. <laughs> and I've kind of, I don't know what's happened to me in the last 10 years. Oh, no, I know exactly what it is. It's, it's called Parenthood. And um, the amount of guys that I would have picked, like a Luke Richardson. For example, most people have that one team they can associate him with, but boy, did he bounce around a lot in the early and late days. Uh, Kevin Weeks, to go with the career backup, played for more teams than you really realize. Mm -hmm. 
He he almost completed the um, the New York quadfecta. Almost. He did. But you know what he really needed? Um, he needed he the Washington Capitals. Uh, he did complete the 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 Florida duo. He completed the Florida duo. He has the tri-state team. Yeah, he's, he was only missing the Sabres. But with the two Florida teams, Carolina, he could have made a real run for the Southeast Division title. He, if he had, instead of going to the Canucks, he should have gone to the Capitals and locked down that Southeast Division. Yeah. Mm, where were his priorities? I mean, come on. I, I mean, mean, seriously. What, was, what the hell was he doing that far west? I mean, I don't know. He was in his early 20s. What are you going to do? Didn't know any better. Didn't have a plan. Nah. Didn't have a strategy. Uh, just going where the wind took him. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Matthew Barnaby. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Do I remember him playing for the Chicago Blackhawks? Absolutely not, but he did. I vaguely, vaguely remember it. I no, but I it's, it. it's the Dallas Stars where he finished. That's the one that was, huh. Yeah, I never would have remembered that. No, I think he was on a line with, um, what's his nuts? Uh, Morrow. Oh, was he part of that group? I think so. Hmm. Uh, hmm. If I can get in my if I can get in my wayback machine and get the hip the hypnotist back here, I could probably remember it. Um. <clears throat> or you know, just look it up on um, the internet. I'm trying not to <laughs> cheat. I will say, I oh. have twice had to refer to hockey db on something i wasn't sure of that was tsk, me yesterday tsk. what was the player tisk tisk oh let me remember here See, for the lack of news and the boring names that were in the news hello patrice bergeron Congratulations on an excellent career, but meh. I'd rather talk about Mike McKenna for like an hour. <laughs> it's it's like it's like what's his face? Chicago hockey team captain dude. Who Yes, I remember his name. I don't care to say it. <laughs> who, who didn't retire but decided to take another year off. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Um I had to go look up there was a game that they had a 200 plus career win column. And I had to go look up if Patrick Laleem had made 200 wins. And you know uh, what? He hit exactly 200 wins. And that's when he retired, huh? No, I think he retired after the, after the consecutive losses after his 200. Win. Uh, 
See, people like make the mistake of thinking going out big is, or at the top is after winning a championship. No, no, you hit a milestone and then you retire. Raymond Bork. Okay, check. Yeah, you know, for some guys it works. Not everybody. Yeah, most don't. I mean, it certainly oh. certainly did for Mike Madano in Games Played. Oh, ow. You know what? Even numbers can be boring. He tells himself often. <laughs> well, it's, you know, the funny thing is it not, it's not like there's a, um, there's a bump in your pension for, exactly. for, you know, 1499 only gets you 75% of your pension or 1500 gets you 90% of your, no, you're pretty much, you've reached your full p- pension, I think like 200 or 300 games. And it's not like it's not like you're you're sitting in a different wing in the Hall of Fame. Oh no, you don't belong in here. You only have fourteen hundred and ninety nine games. Sorry, you can't enter. This is for the fifteen hundred club, you know. Oh, but you know, hockey hall of fame like like that's what they're called. The people who are doing the voting and all of that to get people in. That might matter to them. It didn't. Might be. <laughs> it could. They seem to be very arbitrary, so, you know, it could matter to them in specific cases. I remember the name that haunted me, where I did have to cheat the other day. I did not feel good about it. The late, great Roussan Soleil. Oh, mm. yeah, he's good for because a, I. He's good for a duck-blue jacket crossover. No, no, not blue. Jackets. Not even. Uh, Damn it, Panthers. Ducks, Panthers. Ducks, Panthers, and that's what I went with. And it was the Panthers one I was uncertain of the most, but I knew he played there. I just I couldn't picture him because then I knew he finished with the Red Wings before going, you know, over to Russia at the end of his NHL career. But it was just like. Oh, he was a he was a duck. You always picture him as a duck. That's what his headshot should come up as in the game. And sure enough, it was Colorado, not Columbus. That's where I got turned around. Yeah, he had a strange like two full seasons spread over three. I, I saw it after the fact. Ah. <sighs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> you can tell that there's a whole lot of stuff going on in hockey right now, can't you? Well, <laughs> there, there was plenty, but only like um, half of it's not worth mentioning. Half of it, okay, I could say a sentence about it. What are we going to add to Eric Carlson trade? Um, it was not complicated. Besides and... evilly, you mean? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. It's okay. Well, He's Patrick actually thought gonna... it was pretty hilarious. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a good trade is when both teams are equally screwed. Mm-hmm. And the and the and it, when you add a third team, that third team makes out like a bandit. And that's kind of what happened here. Pretty much. 
The only thing I'll add is take the L, people. Just just take the loss before it gets worse. There is no... There is, there is no tangible upside for Pittsburgh. You know, typically after like a, a player has a career year or... Uh, has a resurgent year. They don't tend to play well after that. Just saying. Well, and it's not. I just watched the the uh, the uh, Netflix documentary about the Balco scandal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like um, it's not like Carlson, you know, can can get the clean and the clear as they called their their uh, their hormone treatments to repair his completely decimated right side of his of his body lower body so um, watching him get turnstiled is going to be terribly interesting by the New Jersey Devils. Yep. By the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. By the Florida Panthers. Yep. Maybe even the Philadelphia Flyers a little bit. I mean, and then the turnstile, it just comes back the other way, and then round and round they go. God, let's hope for some more seven to six games between those two teams. At least he'll be it'll be worth watching for reasons other than I don't know. It'll, it'll be like, you know, when everybody, not when everybody, when there's, you know, all those people were thinking that he was going to get traded to Edmonton, right? It's going to be that kind of level of sheer and utter chaos because nobody's going to know what the hell to do with each other out there. Well, they'll all right. like outside of outside of Crosby, they'll all be looking around at each other, going, "So who's doing what now?" <laughs> You're doing that, right? Not me. That's you. <laughs> and that's and they're all just going to default back to you know, when Crosby's not out there with him, they're all just going to throw the puck to him, and hope he can get out of it. Mm-hmm. Don't they realize it's a few years too late for that? Well, look what he did last well, year. You know, the what have you done for me lately crowd. Right, yes. Right. When, when you're a middling team, someone has to put up some points. And But how many games does that win you? More than half? No? Oh, okay. Well, have fun. See, I'm just sitting here wondering how fast the Pittsburgh fan base is going to turn on him. I don't think they're going to turn on him because he's not going to be the he's not going to be the detriment that takes their season. That's going to be goaltending. Mm, yeah. Which again, got got to really appreciate they they really have sort of taken a look at the San Jose Sharks model and said we can do that. <laughs> We're just going to continue yeah. to hang on. You know, like that, like the cat in the motivational poster. You know, the hang in there cat. Mm-hmm. It's got its claws extended and they're dug into, the, you know, what's left of that little green switch branch that it's hanging on to. 
Yeah, no, what's worse? <laughs> that or being the the person at the party that just kind of hang around and lurks, but isn't memorable in any sort of way. Like that other team in the Eric Carlson sweepstakes. And that team always mentioned with all these trade rumors. What's the old adage? Sometimes the best move is no move at all. Mm-hmm. Gee. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, a team with an Eric Carlson-type defense was surprised to learn that when acquiring Eric Carlson, their Eric Carlson factor didn't go up exponentially. You've... No, because you can only have one Eric Carlson on the ice at a time. Right. Because you certainly don't want two of them in, on the ice at the same time. Otherwise, and your Eric Carlson and your Eric Carlson <laughs> is best served when, between twenty-two and twenty-five minutes. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I, I was. Thinking you were going to say age. <laughs> oh, no. Because he was best served between the ages of 22 and 25. Sure, but you know what's best for his production now? Probably not playing in the playoffs. Having longer off-seasons to recover, recuperate. <laughs> He's going to get used to that again, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but they'll probably put up one ridiculous run to the Eastern Conference Final before it's all done, just because I think the East, until New Jersey kind of puts it together, and until Florida navigates, you know, the, the roster shuffling, I don't see a real cup winner coming out of the East the next few years. Do, do, does Pittsburgh have enough defensive defenders to shore up their goaltending to make it to the Eastern Conference final, though? Let me let me throw it the other way. Will they have enough defensive defensemen to preserve the good goaltending that they do have? Because I do think Jari's a decent goaltending, but you're a product of your system. There are no more Carey Price is going to drag this team kicking and screaming. Like I don't even think you could bring in uh, Connor Hellebuck and save the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can't. They have enough offense for that. No, they really don't. Oh, sure they do. They just picked up Eric Carlson. Their problems are solved. What are you kidding? <sighs> okay. Well, you know, Chad Ruedel. I don't even know. He's not there anymore. I mean, your tandem of Jerry and Nedeljkovich. Yeah, you put bad players on bad teams and things happen. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Things do happen. You are right. <laughs> I just... Why do I get the... I, I just have this image in my mind of... Kyle Dubas finishing the trade call <clears throat> with the league and then just sort of dusting his hands together, you know, and kind of throwing them behind his head and leaning back in his chair going, my work here is done. I just... I did things. I did things. <laughs> they finally let me make a big trade all on my own. <laughs> yeah. So... The Pittsburgh Penguins feel like 
the Game Show Network show. And if you've watched that channel anytime recently, all the shows are the same. The premises are all the same. The prizes are all the same. The format's all the same. It's just, let me let me tweak this one thing. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins just have the, it's an older game, but they brought in a new host. That's it. That's all they are. It's press your luck with a new host. Careful now. Didn't... Careful now. Elizabeth Banks is doing wonders on that show. I'm it's not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. No, no, no. What I'm saying is Kyle Dubas is no Elizabeth Banks. It's Plinko. He's like a Tom Cavanaugh for the branded TV show game from a search engine that everyone forgets about. But you play your fantasy sports there. Plinko. Uh, the the Plinko game on prices, right, was always just so stupid. Yeah. It's not that great. But you dress yeah. it up enough because you need a quick, simple time fill. Well, here you go. I mean, he's... Uh... If he's no Elizabeth Banks, he's he's definitely no Gene Rayburn. Yeah, there's a there's a deep dark pull. There is a deep dark pull for the for the game show host. Hollywood Squares, $64,000 pyramid match game. Man, don't tell me that dude wasn't raking in cash. Mhm. Sure. And all with this. So does that make mic. Ken Holland? Does that make Ken Holland the Louis Anderson of game sh- of uh, NHL general managers? <laughs> Depends who's asking. <laughs> um, well, his new boss, maybe mm. Connor McDavid. Um, no. Hockey is fun. Steve Eiserman is definitely Howie Mandel, though. That's perfect. Uh, In more ways than one. <laughs> Just minus the stand-up career. Hmm. Oh, it wasn't Hollywood Squares. It was Tic-Tac-Toe. That's the one he housed Yeah, my brain, um, I apologize to everyone. It does function in a completely arbitrary and weird manner. So um, I apologize for these sort of really eclectic, weird, deep references. Do you understand how hard I have to work at repressing that crap. <laughs> the the total like random things that could come out of my mouth that I don't let it. <laughs> See, there's there's the difference between you and me. Um, my filter for for pushing that back is gone. Um, <clears throat> I think it I get blown it got blown out. A number of years ago, I'm thinking of Peter Marshall. 
for Hollywood Squares. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, now I am going down a rabbit hole for the original. Do, 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 do. Original what? The original running card sharks. Card sharks. <sighs> Who was that host? What was the whammy show? Bob Eubanks. Yeah, there was another one who made who was all over the place. He was he was just like you thought of game show host. That was him. There you mm-hmm. know? Kinda Cause he kinda had like, the Newlywood game. Kinda like how like it used to be talk show host was Johnny Carson. There was nobody else. Unless you were a mother, then it was Steve Allen. Mm. Oh, Um, so we'll continue down this sort of 70s, 80s. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I was I was stumbling around on, on YouTube trying to find um, uh, a good chili recipe or chili sauce recipe for enchiladas and um, stumbled across the no, as it was presented to me, somebody has archived and uploaded all of the Casey Kasem's weekly shows, the America's Top 40 shows from like the 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no. So, so like Sirius XM on over the weekend will play one of those, like Casey Kasem, America's Top 40, like shows. In its entirety? On, in its entirety on the 70s channel. Oh, dear God yes. in heaven. And we'll take pick a random day, random year and say this weekend, uh, you know, in 1973, blah blah blah. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh dear God! I catch that every once in a while because they're usually playing some random song that I barely remember, and then I'm like, well, how come? How can I barely remember it? I listen to this channel fairly regularly because I like 70s music, and. And then I realize, oh, it's because the DJs who play the stuff don't remember this song or don't like this song, and that's why I never hear it. But anyways, regardless, continue. Oh God, there's. Thank God, I I continued to ignore the harassing spam phone calls from Sirius about how you know when you buy a new car you get the free what like three mm-hmm. months. And then they proceed to harangue you after three months about renewing. Oh, see, I Patrick, I, how do you know I, what mail I have on my desk right in front of me? <laughs> I can't. I kid you not. I I actually keep up the, the um, subscription simply because I usually do long road trips, and if you're on a freeway doing long road trips, that's like fantastic. Yeah, I have to sit there and change or look for channels every like two hours on the radio and I hate playlists because I don't like the staticness of them. I like new things all the time. And so for me it works, but I know that a lot of people don't like it. Um, 
when they merged, acquired, consumed XM, I was an XM fanboy because XM had a prog mm -hmm. station. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. And you know me and my prog. Plus, plus the, uh, so when I was at work, my favorite station in the world to listen to was the 50s Motown station because there is nothing better to program to and write code to than 50s Motown. It's just that upbeat four, four, four on the floor rhythm. You just kind of start bobbing your head. And next thing you know, you've got a 2000 line switch case statement for a, for a filter driver. Um, it's when, it's when the, the thing happened and they started shoving down the bitrate to the online streaming mm. and then ripped out the prog channel. I'm like, peace out. I'm done. I'm not paying, what was it, an additional seven or eight or nine bucks to enable online. Because I didn't commute. So there was no need for me to have it in my car. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a mile and a half walk to work. So, well, you know, well, what am I going to do? So I would stream it while I was in my office. And when they started taking that functionality away and gimping it and Elon musking it. It was like, no, nah, I'm done. See ya. That's fair. And that is a specifically why I got an in the car player where I could remove the unit and I had a separate antenna for my apartment at the time. It was beautiful. Worked great. Sound was always amazing. And why I don't even bother with their online package. Yeah, they started bit stuffing even their um, even their satellite feeds because they they were trying to cram in all of those additional sports channels, mm -hmm. you know. And the next thing you know, you go from boy, okay, <laughs> push up the glasses on the nose and adjust the tape in my pocket protector. <laughs> You go from a fairly reasonable 256K variable bitrate down to like 128 and you start losing, like what the hell's the point? You know, it's just a, it's just a hyper crushed MP3. I've got like a, you know, a monster stereo system in my car and it sounds like I'm listening to somebody in a soup can. Yeah, most people don't have like really nice like or most people don't know what nice audio sounds like i've come to realize <laughs> just generally. and some people don't like indie channels to begin with anyway so enough with soup cans right. <laughs> is this a hockey show i don't care um <clears throat> it's summer like there's anything we want to talk about going on right now <laughs> uh, brian brian burke brian burke taking the reins at the pa the FWIPA? The FWIPA? Yeah, my first thought was, oh, look, the NHL validation that they crave. I don't know if but, that's NHL validation. Well, they got that when when they uh, when the player signed an eight-year deal. Yeah. I don't know if that's validation because he's... Well... Well, and it, it, I'm not saying that... You know, you know, I know, we know, but like from their perspective, I'm sure that they thought that was a huge catch. 
You know? I, I think they were doing exactly for the same reasons we're kind of thinking. It's He's always been kind of a burr under the saddle of the league. And right. been uh, he was part of the CWHL and always been an outspoken proponent. And I think they just got themselves a megaphone. I don't think they mm-hmm. particularly cared about validation. They just got themselves a big old megaphone. And when he needs to be quiet, he can be quiet and let someone else do the thing, or he'll step in front and take the bullet and shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, because he wants to, and two, he doesn't care. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately it, right? He has nothing to lose, so he's ultimately an asset. He's also ultimately someone who can drive things forward. And he knows how the league works, and he knows the cracks and the crevices. And for him to be doing it on the player's side also tells me um, he's going to be a burr under the saddle of anyone that takes on the league side of mm-hmm. things. I don't. I mean, good for them. Good for him. You know, I all the misgivings and crap that's gone on with the whole buyout, whatever, and excommunication of certain players and all that kind of crap. I don't know. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta break the chain, mm-hmm. and it ain't pretty, and it's gonna suck. But you know, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see a tenable forward path with either entity. Like they were always going to run it. Like when you're like when you first start SimCity and you don't cheat, you always reach that capacity where you need more money, but you can't afford to take any loans. And you've sort of reached max capacity for your residential and everything. And the next thing you know, things start falling apart, but you, you're trying to pay down the loans you've got so you can take another one to build another freeway. You know, you, you reach that sort of, oh crap, it's going to fail. Uh, how do I get out of this? And I think that's kind of where they were heading. Is that a metaphor for the Golden Knights? There's that too. <clears throat> except that, man, except they... They uh, they didn't start. They just started everything with like high density residential and you know the the really expensive mm-hmm. retail and business property, and then completely ignored like all the farmland and 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 transit infrastructure. They bought high so that they could sell high so that they could buy high. It, yes, yes. Except match pack, Max Pacioretty. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Except Marc Andre Fleury. Um, uh, uh, let them have their day with the cup, Pat, before it all falls apart on them the next two years. <laughs> two. Totally oh, you're worth being it. Generous. Two years, huh? I, um, I, I think they've got enough steam to be to be there or thereabouts for the next two years. I'm not saying I'm not okay. saying cup contender, but I think there's enough steam for them to sort of they'll they'll sort of take their place naturally as like the San Jose Sharks part two. They're just going to try and cobble things together and hang on. No, they're gonna they're gonna coast for a while. 
I don't. I don't know. They could. Just won the cup, right? Will they have a rookie or player on their entry level contract who can join their lineup in 2024, 2025? And if they do, what can they get for him today? Because you know it's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Is there is there gonna well, be I mean they're gonna be San Jose, right? They're they're gonna take well, a look at it. Jack Eichel's gonna need a second line mate because I don't think Marcia So is coming back after this next contract. Or when his contract expires at the end of this year. Yeah, who knows? They may they may Pittsburgh it, right? They'll just get a a, a buzz flibberjit and uh you know Mark Dunk. Yeah, but at least Eichel's in his 20s still instead of in his 30s. Well, that's when Pittsburgh was doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wait. You mean they did it the first time and it worked because the player was actually in his 20s yeah. in his prime and is in a position to carry the team instead of got the talent, got the ability, but can't carry a team by himself anymore. He, through no fault of his own. Time, time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, they they got the one thing they never had, which is their number, which is their clear cut, undisputed number one center, who is still young. Yep. So, mm-hmm. but will they have anything after that? <laughs> That's why. That's the question, Cassie. It's a good question. It's San Jose part two. They've... So why don't why why couldn't they do? I see them doing a combination of San Jose Pittsburgh, where they try to cobble just around Eichel just enough to make it look like they're making you know they're they're trying to make the effort with what they got you know in terms of cap space, but also kind of cruising a little bit after the cup win, kind of hoping that Eichel can carry the team no matter what kind of just you know letting things go for because you know it's it's going to come down to the cap for them as it is for half the league that's how it's going to be this upcoming season but then they've got enough guys in their 30s who are just gonna can they afford them on their next contract now that they've all won a cup Oh, no, no, because they're going to chase the other new shiny thing that'll be approaching 30, but not there yet. So, Leonardo DiCaprio model? (laughs) Just keeps Scorsese away from the team, and they got a chance. No, how how DiCaprio doesn't date any woman over 26. (laughs) Once she starts approaching 26, he breaks up with her and then finds another model who's, who's... Who's like younger than yeah? But when she hits twenty six, he breaks up with her. <laughs> it's a, it's. You say dating, I say a date. <sighs> and are these women ever seen from again? Because there is the whole you know vampiric thing. Right. Um. I don't know. Sometimes. It's a really, really, really rude and disgusting joke, but it's apropos of that whole conversation. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that could really explain Chandler Stevenson's rise. Is I mean, they do play games at night. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Elevated physical abilities. Mm. I'm just saying. 
Uh, has anyone seen him? Has he, has he ever been pictured in daylight? <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Uh, we're a few weeks away from the skeets of... Yes, I, I said that word. I, no, I don't like it. Of all the rookie tournaments, of a bunch of players who will never play for the Golden Knights. And we'll still have nothing to NHL. talk <laughs> We'll still have nothing to talk about until Trevor Zegris amazingly comes to terms on a contract right on the eve of training camp. Oh, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Dear God, I completely forgot that that was still hanging out there. Huh. There's somebody else still hanging out there, too. Oh, Lafreniere. Yes, thank you. Jamie Drysdale. Man, that's... But his, his is a little more... Not uh... so worried about that. Uh, Evan Bouchard. That's somewhere in between. I thought they got his done. No. Oh, oh well. Hmm. Oh, goody. We're going to start this crap again. Thank you, NHL Network. Dear God. <clears throat> Who is the greatest goaltender of all time? Patrick Wall, Martin Berdour, Dominic Hoshik. Who cares? Can we it's all Mike. Say- can we all it's Mike McKenna. Recency bias. <laughs> At least put in the term modern era, you know, something. <laughs> I will say this, and I will say this again and again and again. Four Stanley Cup rings with two teams. The only player in the history of the NHL to be awarded the Conn Smythe Three times. Most playoff wins in the history of the NHL. Yep. Yep. That's right. Patrick Jacques Wah. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.